Once again, we want to welcome everyone this morning joining us on another live broadcast. This is the voice of Isaiah Phillips on the Potter's Gate online network. This is a platform where we broadcast the heart of God, the mind of God, where we reveal the intentions of God for our day, where we bring the prophetic directions and, 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 and uh, instructions of, of the Father, amen, to the church, to the body of Christ. So if you're joining me this morning, I want to really welcome you to another live session. We've been looking into the Word of God. We've been studying the book of uh, Acts of the Apostle for a while. The Spirit of God has been speaking to us in regards to restoring His church back to that order, that position, that place that the church is able to fully function and carry out uh, uh, the intentions of the Father in accordance to the divine uh, uh, you know, methods and programs that heaven, amen, has established. So this morning, I I'm believing the Lord once again that we will look further, amen. We are in chapter 8. We're in chapter 8 of Acts of the Apostle. It's been a beautiful journey. It's been a beautiful time of discovering and, you know, excavating, you know, a, a kingdom truth, looking at the lives of, you know, men and women whom God have used to establish his counsel and his intention, even till this uh, season in time. I believe that our generation is also seeking and hungry for men and women all right that are available that are willing that are ready to offer themselves that are you know uh you know ready to go all the way to to journey with god and walk in the direction and in the instructions of his spirit for our day as we've been saying you know uh, uh, in the series of this um sessions that we've been doing that the key to the kind of you know governmental kingdom you know uh, representation that we are seeking that we're desiring in this new day is the availability amen of individuals the bible says amen if we present ourselves if any man will present himself amen as that worthy vessel as that worthy vessel, the Father is able to use that person, amen, to carry out his intention. In the book of Acts, we're going to get there. You will see where the Bible says, I believe it's in John chapter, uh, excuse me, Acts chapter 10, there about, yes, that God is no respecter of man. God is no respecter of man. He's not looking for, you know, you know, our semantics. He's not looking for how we're able to, you know, speak. He's not looking for, you know, uh, you know our English construction as much as that is important. He's not looking for the color of our skin. He's not looking for, you know, our, you know, you know, our sex. You know, he, he doesn't prefer the male to the, you know, to the female. He's not looking for, or, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, some, you know, old man or prefer them to, you know, a young person. If we will present ourselves, if we will offer ourselves, if we're willing, amen, to offer our life, amen, completely. If we're willing to follow the, the you know, the, the, the rudiments, the principles, amen, the, the standards that have been laid down, amen. And there are a lot of people in the scripture that their life has become a pattern for us. But we know there is one pattern, it's Christ. All right. So the more we press into that order of life to become like Christ in everything that we stand for, that we represent, amen, from our thoughts to our imagination, amen, to our faculties in, in, uh, in the form of the oppression, every, as every aspect of our life, as long as we can present, amen, our life to him completely, that there is no area of our life that is found wanting. And, and, and we're not talking about being, you know, uh, I'm not talking about, you know, being, uh, uh, being lured into something that we go into, if you will, you know, uh, uh, you know, um, there's a word that I'm looking for now. 
you know, where you, you, you want to perfect your own self. You want to perfect your own will. I'm not talking about, you know, trying to be, you know, uh, uh, trying to prove to God that, yes, you can do it by yourself. No, I'm just saying that there are, there are values, there are principles that God has laid for us, amen, established in his word. And we are demanded, amen, to, to live our life via those standards. If we will present ourselves, amen, the way those people <clears throat> presented themselves, if we yield ourselves the way, amen, men and women in the scripture, in the old, yielded themselves. You see, those people were committed to the things of God. All right? Those people were committed. I guess that's the, that's the word that I'm looking for. They are committed. But, but what I'm saying is, amen, this is not some legalism. This is not just some, you know, uh, uh, building, you know, some ritual law like like the Jewish, you know, uh, uh, you know, the rabbis. You see, they, they, they had perfected the act, amen, of seeking to be righteous by their own law. It, that's why God was speaking. Paul, Paul, excuse me, Paul was speaking in the book of Galatians. He said, you cannot perfect, amen, working with God by your own activity, by your own power. You began in the spirit. He said to them, now you want to, amen, get perfected in the flesh. We cannot perfect the things of God in the flesh. So when we speak about perfection, we're talking about, amen, a, a, quality, of, a quality of spirit. A quality of spirit that we offer to God. Hallelujah. I love that. A quality of spirit that we offer to him. If our spirit, amen, will yield. You see, there are people who serve God, but they still serve him, amen, with certain, you know, uh, uh, agendas. They, they, they serve him because there are certain things, amen, they want to get from him. They're serving him because they, they are looking towards, you know, becoming something, you know, becoming, you know, uh, somebody. They're serving him, you know, there's something in them that is not totally committed, totally yielded to God, amen. Uh, so we, we still have this thing behind, you know, our service. So that when things don't pan out the way we, we, we desire, amen, then we, we, we back away. And then we begin to get discouraged. You see, every day of my life, <clears throat> at least from the point that I begin to understand what God is demanding, I am not seeking a reward. I don't have any kind of reward that I'm... <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't have any reward at the back of my mind that, okay, because I'm doing this, it, it, that must happen to me. God must give me this. God, no, no. There are things that I want from him. There are things that I'm seeking. But my service, amen, is not for a reward in the human realm. It's not for um, a reward that I can get with my hand that I can, <clears throat> excuse me, that I can lay hold of. I'm looking for something, amen, that will please his heart. When I woke up this morning, that was my prayer. Lord, let my life please you. I'm offering you my life. Let it please you. Let it bring honor and glory to you. Let my household bring glory and honor to you. This is the desire. And if 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 he can fulfill that desire by my life offering him and bringing pleasure to him, then I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied. Because I know one thing, friends. It is it is in his satisfaction that we can only be satisfied. It is when God, hallelujah, is pleased that we can be truly pleased. If the Father is not pleased with our life, if he's not pleased, amen, with our, you know, our walk, if he's not pleased with what we're doing, no matter how wonderful, how beautiful those things are, we will still not, there will still be that emptiness. You see that emptiness you feel on the inside, amen, it's because he is not fully satisfied. If God is satisfied with your life, you will be full, amen, of satisfaction. <clears throat> it is not things that satisfies us. 
It is not, you know, the money we have that satisfies us. It is not, you know, uh, uh, the best of whatever we have. Amen. It's not where we go, the people around us that satisfy. You will know that. The things that we even, you know, try to tell ourselves, even as Christians, that will bring satisfaction. They say if you get married, they say if you, if you have a child, they said if you, you know, you're in ministry, they say if you're doing this, you're doing that, this, if you have the dream job, you know, all of that will satisfy you. It may pacify for a while. But the, the deep satisfaction, that thing that your heart is longing for, you don't get it. Except he is pleased. And that's why there's no satisfaction in religion. There's no satisfaction in even just an act. Just an act of spirituality. You, don't, you may feel like, yes, I'm, I've done something right. But until he, the father, amen, is satisfied. Until Christ is fully seated in, in, your, heart, in your heart, you won't find satisfaction. He is our home. Until, we, until he finds home in us. We don't find home in him. We don't find rest. So these are all perspectives that we are looking for. Amen. We are looking for. And I'm praying. I'm really desiring that somebody will understand what the, what the Lord, amen, is emphasizing this, in this season in time. Right? So we've been looking into the word of God. Amen. And we, we're trying to, you know, <clears throat> we're trying to offer to God. Amen. The best of ourselves. Yes. The best of, the best of sacrifice. Just like in the Old Testament, when you offer to God, you offer to him the best of the sacrifice. In the book of Malachi, he said, when they brought sacrifice to him, he said, why do you bring me a lame offering? Why do you bring me a lame offering? He said, can you even present this to your, you know, to your kings, to your rulers? If you can't pre present this to your rulers, why would you present them to me? Come on, friends. Father, this morning, we want to present to you the best of ourselves. <clears throat> We want to present to you the best of our life. The best is what you deserve. The best is what you deserve. So the best of me is what I present to you. The best of my heart, of my soul. Nothing hidden, nothing held back, oh God. Every aspect of my life, every aspect of my home, my children, my yet unborn son, the best of him, everything, oh God, I present to you, my household, I present to you, oh God. May our life be a living sacrifice unto you. May our life be a living sacrifice unto you. Pleasing in your sight, oh God. This is what you desire. This is what I crave for. I want to find rest in you. I want to find home in you. Yes, Lord. Nothing vague. Nothing. No, 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 no agenda. Huh? No deception. No. The way I am is the way I present myself. The way I am, Lord, with my frailty, oh God. Yes. Every aspect of myself, the areas that you've opened my eyes to see that are imperfect, I want them to be perfect. So that this offering, oh God, yes, will rise as a sweet smelling savour before you. That you can once again take pleasure in what, yes, I offer to you. Yes, Father. That there is nothing of my own strength, nothing of my own ability, nothing of my own human ingenuity, oh God, that can make a difference. All that I am. My knowledge, my intellect, my life, my thoughts, my imagination. I lay them down. That if you can use anything this day, oh God, that you will find this offering as I lay them before you. That you will use them for your own glory, Father. For this is my desire this morning, oh God. That as we once again press further into your ways, you can change. You can transform. You can take that which we present and you can use it for your glory. This is my prayer, oh God, for my friends, my brothers and sisters, 
everyone out there that are seeking this path, oh God, the Lord, out of the heart of genuity, out of the heart of authenticity, oh God, out of the heart of principles and values, we offer to you this day and we proclaim, oh God, that you continue to show us your words, your mind, your will, your intentions, your desire, that you will unveil to us, yes, the part of your pleasure, that we will please you. Yes, we're dealing with Acts chapter 8, but we know what you are looking for, what you are seeking for is vessels, because what we have been seeing all through from chapter 1 till chapter 8 that we are right now, yes, are individuals who stood out, who stood out, who became a voice, who became a face. Yes, each chapter as we continue to see, we see people coming out. Yes, showing what they stand for, what they represent. Ah, Father, we thank you, God, this morning that you continue to guide us and lead us. You continue to instruct us. Yes, no pride, no arrogance, no selfishness, no issues of frivolous mindset, belief system, kind of ungodliness that we strip ourselves, oh God, of the ways of the world, that we embrace your will, we embrace your counsel, that the hypocrisies of our heart, oh God, will become a thing of the past. The hypocrisy, oh God, of our heart will become a thing of the past. That who we are, yes, in secret is what we reflect, oh God, in the public. That who we are in the public is what we reflect in the secret. Oh God, help us to be one. Duality may be a thing of the past. Bring us to the place where you can entrust us with the things of your kingdom. Bring us to the place where you can entrust us, yes, with greater things. Yes, regarding, yes, the activity of your prophetic intention for our day. Bring us to the place where you can commit into our lives, where we can take delivery, where we can be responsible, oh God, yes, for cities, for nations, for community, for homes, family, yes, Lord, for our children, oh God. Bring us to the place where we understand your heart, your burden, your passion. Help us not to be tired, not to be weak, oh God, not to be weak, not to be tired, oh God. Help us not to go into oblivion, Help us not to settle, God, for the plane because of the weariness of climbing. Help us, Father, to, yes, climb your hill because that is the place where you reveal your heart to us. You say, who can come? May we travel light, laying aside every weight and sin this morning, oh God. We thank you. We honor your holy name. If you can find one, you are willing. If you can find one that is truly ready and prepared to offer, as Isaac laid on the altar, we want to lay on the altar. We strip ourselves this morning of every mindset, ideas, belief system that is strange, oh God, to your ways, to your word. The things that we have imported into your household that are contrary, oh God, yes, to your demand. The old idols, the, the idols of our father's house that we have hidden under our tents. Yes. The blindness, the blind spots that we have inherited, oh God. Carnality, oh God. Frivolous attitude, oh God. Yes. Religious spirit, traditions of men, oh God, that we have imbibed, oh God. Yes. Yes. Oh God, all of these things, we lay them down. We say, let your fire consume them. Walk in us. Help us to surrender to your wisdom. Help us to divorce ourselves from, yes, 
the things that we have embraced, the cloak, the cloak, oh God, that we have worn, oh God, but that still reflect the nature of the old man. Help us to strip ourselves from those things. Help us to come, oh God, to the day where indeed we, we become clothed again, yes, by your righteousness. Yes, Father, we move away from the order of the fig leaves, oh God, that are drying. We move away from the order of the fig leaves, oh God, that are drying up, oh God. We want to come to the place where we are clothed, oh God, yes, Father, with your glory, with your glory. It's a day of glory. Glory means that which honors you. Glory means that which pleases you, yes. You only inhabit, yes, a place where, you, where man glorifies you, yes, Father. This morning, I pray, oh God. That this session will not just be another time of just speaking words. No, we've moved away from the order of declaring and proclaiming things that we have, we have received, we have earned, O oh God, by eating from the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It's a day of life. We want to be people of life. We want to be life givers. Everywhere we go, we want to exhibit the ministry of your life. We want to exhibit the ministry of your life even as we continue to journey and walk, yes, Lord, in the book of Acts. The Acts are product of life. Ah, help us, Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, to break away, oh God, from, yes, running after the charm of the fruit of, yes, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Help us to move away from dazzling men with some revelation that has no power, grace, authority yes to transform to change and to reform i pray in the name of jesus that in this new day you will grace you will grace us oh god to see into yes oh god yes your heart we want to know the burdens of your heart we want to feel the pain of your heart we want to feel the cry of your heart oh god we want to share oh god yes in that in that suffering of being conformed into the image of Christ. This is my prayer this morning. That once again, oh God, as you continue to speak to us, that yes, a sound of a new order of men and women are emerging in this new day. Father, yes, may we continue to blow this trumpet, oh God, that will awaken, oh God, yes, a generation that have been in slumber. Yes, Father, let this day be a day of awakening, arising up from the dust, oh God, as we set our heart on the journey a journey towards the place called Zion the perfection of beauty ah, for I pray in the name of Jesus that we will be mountain climbers that we will come to your hill as we go through the valley of Baca that we will not be afraid oh God that we will not be afraid to stand before persecution. That we will not be afraid to stand before opposition. That we will not be afraid yet to stand before, yes, resistance, oh God. Because your word declare, you have not given to us the spirit of fear. Let every sense of fear and ignorance, a sense of confusion and misplaced identity become a thing of the past. Open our hearts once again, O oh God, to hear the sound of your spirit, to hear your sound walking in our garden, O oh God. Reveal, O oh God, to us once again the ways of your kingdom. Show us the path to Zion. Open our heart, O oh God, yes, Father, to, to see, O oh God, yes, the light that you're shining in this new day. May we walk in that straight and narrow path to the glory of your name. May we bring 
break the barriers oh God yes that have limited us yes to the things of the old he says see I do a new thing it's springing forth it's springing up father we declare in the name of Jesus we have come to the place of the washing wash our eyes with Aesop wash us this morning wash us cleanse us bring us to the pool of Salom bring us to the porch yes of five colony may we come to the experience of the full reality of what is called the ministry the ascended ministry it's a new day we proclaim and we declare that we come to the place of the ministry of a new day help us oh God to engage from a new pedestal to engage from a new realm from a new position help us oh God yes to be enraptured in the glory of this new day father as we travel light we come to the place oh God of your divine pleasure we break away from yesterday we step into today we embrace today and we declare in the name of Jesus that as long as it is called today we will gather we will proclaim in the name of Jesus our eyes will be focused on what matters to you you will be exalted and be glorified in our life and therefore our life will be a conduit for the revealing for the manifestation for the representation of your kingdom for this Christ shall be withheld in heaven until the restoration of all things father we proclaim this is the day of your restoration this is the day of the restorations of your things we bring the order of eternal truth yes to bear we bring the order yes of eternal counsel we proclaim and we declare let every puzzle yes that you have ordained oh god to be fitted together for your house to be built let them begin right now to fit into each other let the apostles the prophets the pastors the teachers the evangelists oh god all the fivefold ministry the seven fold ministry yes let the 12th order yes of the stones be restored in this new day we proclaim it we declare it in the name of Jesus let the wind of change begin to blow over our space over our airspace let the climate oh God upon us over our lives begin yes Lord to change as we receive the rain of your spirit we declare in the name of Jesus that as it gets darker Lord we do not run no we proclaim and we declare we are about yes in the name of Jesus to experience once again the outpouring of the spirit like never before we ask for rain we pray for rain but if it's gonna rain it must get dark there must be dark clouds the dark of the clouds yes the dark of the clouds the better the rain he said ask of me for rain he said in the last day I will pour out my spirit. Here is the revelation that I'm picking from the father. As I commune with him in my spirit in prayer. Oh hallelujah. He said in the last day I will pour out my spirit. For there to be an outpouring of the spirit. The cloud, the heavens must be dark. As darkness covers the earth. And antique and darkness the people. In the days of gross darkness. In the days where yes darkness becomes the default order of the day. We can look up because in that day it says arise, arise, arise. Don't be, don't be pressed down by the darkness. Arise, enter, take your chariot. It's about to rain. We position ourselves this day, Lord. Shift our focus. Help us to see the things, oh God. Yes, that you are showing us. Help us to have your God interpretation, accurate interpretation of the natures of the day. That as it gets darker over the nations, over America, over Africa, as it gets darker over Asia, we know, oh God, that you are about to release a rain. And we anticipate this rain. We anticipate this rain. We anticipate this rain, oh God. 
We do not look at things and judge by the carnal mind. We do not look at the heavens and judge, oh God, by the carnal mind. No. We throw aside every carnality. Bring us to divine alignment. We declare this day, we come into the advanced reality of the prophetic ministry. We come into the advanced reality of the prophetic, yes, injunction. In the name of Jesus, you are in control. You will always be in control. It's your day because you are sovereign. You are sovereign. You are God. You are king over the nations. Ah, you are the governor over the nations. So we proclaim and we declare as your spirit continue to steer the heavens in this thick dark cloud we declare oh god that we are ready we're ready for the outpour we're ready for your reign yes lord yes lord this is what we desire in this new day that you will touch our lips and you will take us to the direction of your intention you will take us to the place of your demand Yes, we just want to be a vessel. That is my prayer, that we just be a vessel, a vessel, a vessel willing, a vessel prepared, oh God. Yes, Father. Though as you begin to reign on us, Father, mighty men will begin to rise. Mighty women will begin to rise. That we will charge against the giants, oh God. Yes, that have invaded our land. That we will charge against the giant, oh God, of corruption. The giants of wickedness. Giants of perversion. Giants, oh God, yes. Of cultural perversion. We will challenge them. In the authority of your spirit. Not by might. Not by power. We yield ourselves to you. We yield our hearts to you. We yield our minds to you. Oh hallelujah. Thank you Holy Spirit. Thank you Holy Spirit. Who has believed our report? Holy Spirit. Spirit of the living God. Oh, Who has believed our report? And to whom? As the arm of the Lord been revealed, it grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of a dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men. A man of sorrow and familiar with suffering. Like one from whom men hid their faces. He was despised and we esteem him not. Surely Surely, he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows. And yet we consider him stricken by God, smitten by him, smitten by him, smitten by him, afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgression. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him by his wound. Some translation says, by stripes, we are healed. We are healed. We are healed. By his stripes, we are healed. By his stripes, we are healed. Friends, there is healing in the stripes, in the wound that we get for standing for the things of God. I want you to understand that the persecution that you may be facing, you may be going through. 
the resistance, the rejection that you're going through as a man of God, as a leader in the things of God, standing for truth will cause you to be beaten. Yes, you will receive many blows. I was listening this morning, listening to the account of Paul in Acts chapter 10, the things he went through. He said, five times I received the 40 lashes of the, Jew, of the Jewish Pharisee, the Sandri. Five times I received the lashes. And I'm saying to myself, Isaiah, you have not even gone through half of what this man has gone through. I don't have to. But if I have to, I have to. Heaven is bringing us, friends, to a place where we have to totally yield away from a life, a lifestyle, a ministry that is self-induced. Everything that we do today has to be factored into ourselves. That's not the kingdom. That's not the gospel of the kingdom. That's not the message. That's not what we read in the scripture. The Bible says, I like to, I like to read. I like to read uh, uh, verse 4 again of Isaiah 53. Surely he took our infirmities and carried our sorrows. Yet we consider him stricken by God. We consider him stricken by God. We didn't know that what he was doing, he was doing it for us. We say, yes, it's because of his sin. If it's because of his sin, that's why God is punishing him. They say, if you claim to be the son of God, why don't you bring yourself down from the cross? Did you read that? When people live you know, in a perverted mindset, when they read the things of God, the word of God, with a corrupt, with a quack, with a warped mindset. Amen. And this is what I see today in the body of Christ. People that are, are, are very confused. Even among some people following us. You're following, you're following what, is, what you know is the truth. But you're also citing that which you know is error. But I don't understand. Is it that they don't know that that is error? God is bringing us out of everything that is error. Whatever it is in, in our life that is contrary, that contradicts the consistency of biblical truth. We must hate those things. We must divorce ourselves. Or else those things are leaven. They are, they are yeast that corrupts, that stops the things of God. They said the sacrifice must not be mixed with yeast. The, 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 the bread that we offer to God must not be baked. There must, not, there, there, must, there must not be anything or a, that, that, that is, that is self-induced. You see, self puffs up. That is yeast for you in the scripture. <laughs> there's certain offering you don't want to add yeast to it that's why they call it living bread <laughs> you don't bring on living bread the bread we offer to God amen, must self-rise must be self-rise no added thing <laughs> It has to be natural. The stone that were used in, a, in building the altars of God are not chiseled by human hand. They are chiseled by the, by the, by the, by the, by the journeys of life, by the principles amen, of life. The stones that David used to kill Goliath earlier was not chiseled by human strength, by human hand. There was nothing of human effort there. No, it's been buried, buried under the stream. 
life, life had perfected it. The ways of God had perfected it. And that's it. You see, we, we, can, we, can, we, can, we can use human effort and strength and our ingenuity and our mind to try to carve out a stone. That's why those stones don't fit. And when they fit, amen, they're forever fighting and killing each other. Yes, we cut ourselves. No matter how well, no matter how we try to smoothen the stones with our hands, they will never get smoothened. You've got to allow them to be buried and be forgotten. So that the day they bring you out, you are ready. You're truly ready. Can you hear the voice of God? Heaven is speaking to us. Sometimes we think, oh, I'm, I'm so perfect. I'm so, I'm so ready for God. Then they turn on the light on that area of your life and then you see. I mean, you should even thank God if you see uh, the leaven, if you see earlier the flaws. Because most time, we are, we are colorblind in the things of God. We colorblind. We don't know the difference. We can't see. We, we don't know truth from error. We can't separate truth from error. This is the challenge today. 99% of the problem of the church is because we are not able to separate. We can't separate. We don't know how to separate truth from error. So the blind keep following the blind and they continue to fall into the ditch. We consider him smitten by God, stricken by God, smitten by God, stricken by God, afflicted. Friends, may we hear the sound of this new day. May we respond. There's a field that is white, almost ready, waiting to be harvested. But the harvesters are not ready. The harvesters are not ready. How ready are you? Because there are things that you will have to understand. There are things you will have to know. There are decisions you will have to make. There are decisions you will have to make if you're going to journey with God. Listen, friends. We've crossed. We have transited from the old. And the old is not that far. The old is just about some, you know, two decades away ago from us. This day, the accelerations of the seasons of God, hallelujah, is swifter, is quicker. The move of God used to be, you know, you know, uh, uh, after, you know, a millennial, you know, hundred years. Now, amen, it's been, it's been sandwiched, amen, to ten years. The things of God, amen, changes every decade. The seasons of God changes every decade. We, we, we don't have another 150 you know, years to joke and to play around. There's an awakening. Can you hear the sound of awakening? You can no longer sleep the way you sleep. You can no longer engage the way you used to engage life. You can no longer engage the things of God, the scripture, the way. If you're still, you have to ask the Lord, open my eyes to see the new things that you are saying. In every season, God shows us new things. Yes. So we have to journey, amen, enter into the next season of maturity. We are coming, remember, according to, you know, uh, 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 
Paul, Ephesians chapter 4, we are coming amen, into, a, into the full stature of Christ. There's a progression. There's a progression to this work. There's, a, there's, a, there's an advancement to this work. Whoever says the church is static, who told you that you are static? Who told you, amen, that what we're doing, hallelujah, in the same circle, year in, year out, amen, will advance us. We have to. If your church, if your, if, your, if your life, amen, your community, your home is not hearing, is not picking, amen, the voice of God that will enhance her to the next level. Listen, you're going to die in the old. I did two sessions, in fact, three sessions. The last one didn't come out well. The audio was bad, so I intend to repeat that. But even the two that we did was such a powerful, intense engagement. Not being caught with, between two seasons. You need to listen to the one, amen, that I did off, you know, offline, pre-recorded, excellent, highly charged, you know, uh, 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 prophetic, you know, uh, 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 declarations. The Lord is calling us. I'm the voice of one. I'm just crying to as many that will listen, that will hear. As the Lord steers my heart, I want to steer your heart. As the Lord steers your heart, please do steer my heart. Because this thing is not just, amen, one man. No, we, we've left one man show. In fact, we don't do one man show, amen. I'm just a voice of one. I'm bringing the voice of God. And if the things that I'm saying resonates with your voice, let me know what you said. Put it there, amen. Like our page, amen. Put a comment there. You touch my life. That thing God said, amen. Change my life. Confirm something in my spirit. Let the world know that God is moving. And I tell you, there are a lot of people who have been awakened to this thing. It took, it, it took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows. And yet we consider him. Yet we consider him. That's the word there. Yet we still consider him. Stricken by God. Smitten by him. And afflicted. But he was pierced. For our transgression, he was crushed for our own iniquity. Think, think about those adjectives. He was crushed. He was pierced. He was afflicted. He was stricken, smitten. <laughs> Is that the kind of church you want to have? Is that the kind of people that you're building if you are a kingdom builder? Is that a kind of home, family, children you're raising? You're raising children, amen, that are, you know, self-entitled. Or are you raising children that must grow to become selfless in their world outlook? Children that must fulfill the intentions and the purposes of God for their life. That we don't raise children, amen, that will become wayward. That will miss their day. That will miss. Listen, we have to understand that the days that we live in, we must engage and be deliberate or else, like I always say, there's a system out there that already wants to hijack the destiny of your children and destroy it before, even before their time. We have to engage. Our heart must be ready and prepared. Christ, amen, from the age of 12, already knew God's intention for his life. And out of zeal, like any other children, 
wanted to go and fulfill it. And they had to bring him back. They say it's not time. There are still things you need to, yes, receive. We need to build into you. You may be aware of it. Like I always say, there are a lot of things that we are aware of, but we are not ready to represent. Awareness is not representation. So don't, don't make the mistake that because suddenly you come to certain awareness. And you think you have the strength. Awareness does not equate capacity. Awareness is important. But it does not equate capacity. Hey, the Bible says, Amen. And the child grew in the spirit until his day of appearance. Everything is God is time and season. Those of you that are still under my spiritual, you know, wings. We're building something on the inside of you. When your day of appearance come, not even one second would I allow you to, I will be the one to push you out. Just like we've pushed many out. Are you picking the sound of the spirit? We're in Acts chapter 8. And we're dealing, we've been speaking, we've been, we've been, we've been journeying, we've been roaming the mountain, amen, of how to engage persecution, of how to engage affliction, of how to engage contradiction, of how to engage suffering. That when we are persecuted and we are scattered, hallelujah, that we don't go hide, that we go and continue, amen, with the word of the Lord. And those who were scattered went, the Bible says, amen, with the word of God and preached. And Philip went to one of the cities in Samaria and did what? He preached Christ there. When you preach Christ, every other thing that are not aligned to the nature, to the value, to the principles, to the intentions of the Father, hallelujah, are rejected. There are people who want to preach Christ, but they want to preach Christ mixed with something else. They want to preach Christ mixed with, you know, selling, you know, the, the rosary. They want to preach Christ, you know, selling oil, selling water. They want to preach Christ, you understand, selling oil. All of these things T.B. Joshua did. And there are still people who tell you, no, T.B. Joshua is a man of God. But all the things that he did, are you, you say, why are you emphasizing on this? Because the man, that single man, has done so much to bring damage to the body of Christ. And people are confused. That's why you have to have a man, a sound prophetic governmental amen doctrinal voice in the days we live in son of man what are this there has to be clarity of what you see of what you hear if they train you if they build you they will bring you to a day of test after they have touched jeremiah they brought him to a day of test son of man what do you see what do you hear you either see well, you hear well, or you see men walking like trees. Then we have to lay hands on you again. Are you getting the things that I'm talking about? Because we, when we are being persecuted, we have to know why we are being persecuted. We don't want to be persecuted for the wrong thing. We don't want to be persecuted, hallelujah, 
for the wrong reason. We don't want to be persecuted for ignorance. We don't want to be persecuted, amen, for our own frivolous ungodliness. And then we claim, oh, I'm being persecuted. No, no, no. When you're being persecuted for the truth, you must know that you are being persecuted for the truth, not for error. Because listen, if you're doing something that is contrary to the will of God, persecution is going to arise even for those things. Because the Bible says, amen, <laughs> persecution came for the word's sake. You'll be tested for what you believe. A wise man will be likened to him who builds his house, who builds his house on the solid rock. When trial came, when persecution came, when famine came, when contradiction came, when the globalist comes, hallelujah, when the new age movement and all the evils of this world comes to challenge what you stand for, your house is standing because you build a house on the rock. It cannot be Christ and something else. It cannot be Christ and your own mind. It cannot be Christ, amen, and Catholicism. It cannot be Christ, amen, and human tradition. It cannot be Christ, amen, and mammonic spirit. It cannot be Christ, amen, and, and, and lies and deception. It cannot be Christ, amen, and control. It cannot be Christ, amen, and falsehood. It's enough to preach Christ. Preaching Christ is enough, amen, to awaken a generation to stand for themselves. Preaching Christ is enough. You don't need a greater revelation. All revelation, no matter how eschatological they are, no matter how powerful the tradition, no matter how powerful the, the theology, no matter how powerful, amen, the revelation of angels and mysteries, Christ is enough. When you preach Christ, demons will scream out of their, 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 their covens. When you preach Christ, people in the White House will know you. In Pretoria, they will hear about you. When you preach Christ, systems will rise against you, but they will crumble at your feet. I have seen the power of preaching Christ. And I will never stop preaching Christ. I will never stop preaching Christ because every authority and power is in Christ. You, wanna, you, want to, you want to see kingdom collapse. You want to see kingdom rise. You preach Christ. They said this man is for the rising and the fall of men in Israel. What did he do? He preached Christ. I am the voice of one, the voice of Christ. Crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight his path. It is preaching Christ that will catch the attentions of the nation. You can preach somebody, something else. You can preach something else, someone else. Amen. You can preach all kinds of things. And people will gather, they will gather, but they will still scatter. It's entertainment. <laughs> when a new preacher is in town, when a new artist is in town, when a new comedian is in town, when something new is in Christ, everybody rush there. But give it time. The way they rush there is the way they're going to rush away. Have you noticed? Certain things don't last. Most things don't last. There are men that have come and gone who preach all kinds of things. They preach the prophetic. They preach eschatology. They preach mysteries. 
<laughs> there are people today preaching, you know, all kinds of things. They preach money, they preach power, they preach, you know, sexism, they preach, you know, but they fade away. They fade away, they will fade away. And those who are still doing it, it's about time they will fade away. And you see, TB Joshua fades away just like many will fade away. So it's not just TB Joshua alone, there are many like that. They'll be fading. And the way they'll fade away may not be the same, but they will all fade away. Only the gospel of Christ and his kingdom will last. That's why the Bible call it the everlasting gospel. The everlasting gospel is the, is the gospel of the revelation of the one who sits upon the throne. The one who is called Elion, Elohim. The one who is known as the ancients of days, the bright and the morning star. The one who declares, let there be light because himself is the light. The one who proclaims, yes, the sound of his voice upon many waters. Separates the heavens and the earth. The one who says, and let there be light and there was light. His name is Elion. Preach Christ. He's the healer. He's the restorer. He's the revivalist. He's the transformer. If you want to be transformed. Is your peace if you want peace. So you don't need a pulpit to preach Christ. Wake up in the morning. You finish, preach, finish praying. Look at yourself in the mirror and preach Christ to yourself. I was doing that as a young minister. As I learned to preach to people by preaching to myself. Get your own pulpit. If, if you are full of Christ enough and you can't keep it again, open, open a YouTube channel and start preaching Christ. People will come to you. <laughs> Shut down the voice of men's opinion. Oh, hallelujah. What a glorious day, friends, we live in. Just tracking the architecture of this new day of this highly tense prophetic season looking and understanding the pathway that has been laid out for us as we journey into the next frontier of kingdom advancement we are a bunch of warriors emerging to push back the activities of darkness and we will not settle for less. The earth is the Lord. We are taking charge. We are taking back. What we have been given. That we have allowed men. And system. To take from us. We are not a church that hides. We hide when we are being trained. We hide when we are being empowered. Yes. But the moment we are released, we don't hide. We charge against. The kingdom of God suffers violence. The violence taken by force. The weapons of our warfare are not human. They are not carnal. We do not fight humans. We fight demonic system. We engage powers of darkness.
darkness. We engage the works of the evil one over realms, over cities, over nation. We break, yes, the struggle of wickedness that, that captures the people in bondage. This is the day of the Lord. Hallelujah. We are still reading, friends. I'm going to read Matthew. Matthew chapter 5. You see, all of these are pathways in understanding what the book of Acts. You see, the book of Acts is made up of various acts, acts of the Spirit. We have to find them because they are they scatter all around the all, all, all around the scripture. The activities that we read, amen. If you want to fully understand the things we read in Acts, you've got to be able to search scripture and find reference like a puzzle. You have to put them together and get the right picture, the right image. In Matthew chapter 5, Jesus is proclaiming something that speaks into the foundation, amen, of an apostolic church. See, or else somebody like Saul of Tarsus will cause you to go hide away. You run away. Jesus, hallelujah, is laying a foundation for. Remember, he said, I will build my church. And this is one of the most popular, the most powerful amen, principles that Jesus laid. Many call it the Beatitudes. But the things that Jesus proclaim and declare, amen, in this, you know, part of his, his engagement in his ethnic ministry was too profound. Matthew 5, 6, 7 lays a groundwork for a kingdom-based, governmental, sent apostolic community. Verse 1 of Matthew chapter 5. Now when Jesus saw the crowd, he went up on a mountain. And sat down. <laughs> he went up to a mountain. And sat down. In the teaching we did. I said. God is calling us to the mountain. I'm talking about the teachings I did two days ago. Amen. Don't be entrapped. In two seasons. Maybe I should quickly take you there. The scripture said. That in, 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 in Genesis 19. Let's see if I can quickly get to Genesis 19. When Lot was finally brought out of destruction, bondage of the land of Sodom that he picked, the angels of the Lord said to him, go to the mountain. Run to the mountain. Flee to the mountain, they said. Lot, in, in, in Genesis 19, verse 8, Lord said to them, My Lord, please, your servant has found, you know, favor in your eyes. And you've shown great kindness to me in sparing my life. But I cannot flee to the mountains. This disaster will overtake me and I will die. This is... A mindset that we don't want to have in the day where amen, we are being brought out of 
the old in that they were being delivered from amen, a, 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 a Sodom and Gomorrah type of generation that we find ourselves. In the day where God, amen, is coming down to judge the old and is bringing, delivering a people out. Your deliverance, amen, speaks into your mindset. Because if you have a mindset that still wants to dwell, amen, in the convenience of yesterday, you will be consumed. This is Lord for you. He still wanted to dwell in the convenience. They said to him, don't go to amen, a plain land. Don't settle in a plain field. But flee. Don't go to the cave. Flee to the mountains. This is what the angels have told him. This is the declaration. In fact, when you look verse 16, the Bible says, after they had commanded him and his family to leave, the Bible says, Lot hesitated, verse 16. When he hesitated, the man grabbed his hand, amen, and the hand of his wife and the hand of his two daughters, amen, and led them safely out of the city. For the Lord was, amen, merciful to them. As soon as they were brought out, amen, one of them said, listen to this, one of the angels said to him, flee for your lives. Don't look back and don't stop anywhere in the plain. Flee to the mountains and, or you will be swept away. But Lord said, no, my Lord, please, your servant has found favor in your eyes and you have shown great kindness to me by sparing my life. But I cannot. Did you see the language? But I cannot. God is calling us to a new day. Men are saying, but I cannot. What is this thing this Isaiah guy is talking about? The things of God are not this challenging and difficult. Who say they are challenging? They are just saying, bring your will. Surrender your will and let God, amen, take you, glide you upon the wings of his wind and take you to the mountain. But you're saying you cannot. So, you know, Lord said, I cannot. His mindset, his belief system has been captured by Sodom. Has been captured by frivolous mind, belief system, by frivolous you know, attitude, by ungodly attitude. He said, I cannot come to the next dimension of God's intention. I cannot move to the next level of God's counsel for my life. Listen, and he was not just talking about himself. I mean, this guy is responsible for his wife and his two daughters. No, I cannot. I cannot flee to the mountains. You know what I'm talking about? The mountain represents the next level of God's prophetic program for your life. The mountain represents the next level of God's amen, you know, counsel for his church. The mountain represents the next place of your safety. The next place of your provision. The next place, amen, of, of, of you pleasing God. But people don't want to climb mountain, but they want to, they want to serve Jesus. See, I love Jesus. You, you know you don't love Jesus. You romance. You love the idea of serving Jesus. If you love Jesus, you will follow Jesus. Because I just read to you, the Bible says, now, I'm going back to Matthew chapter 5. Now when he saw the crowds, Jesus, what are you trying to do here? What are you, just what are you trying to do, Jesus? The Bible says, when he saw the crowd, I thought Jesus was a people of crowd. I thought he came to die for the crowd. I thought he loved the crowd. Yes, he loved the crowd. 
But he also wants to raise mountain climbers out of the crowd. He wants to raise mountain dwellers out of the crowd. He wants to raise a company of people because the essence of his death was to bring them out of the valley that represent amen, their position. The position that, hallelujah, the Roman Empire, the position that the Pharisees, the Sadducees, amen, the position that religion and traditions of men, amen, has placed them. Stay in your cave and stay in your plane. But Jesus came to change their life. He came to change their condition. He came to change their perception. He came to change their identity. He came to wear them, hallelujah, with a new sense of spiritual life. When he saw the crowd, he went up. You don't go down to the mountain. <laughs> he went up on the mountain and sat down. His disciple came to him. His disciple, I'm talking about friends, how to engage in the day of persecution. Only mountain dwellers can face the heat of suffering, of persecution. Because listen to this, it's going to come. If you say you are part of the body of Christ, if you say you are a member of the church, amen. If you say you are a follower of Christ, then be ready to be persecuted because it's going to come. But when it comes, what we do, amen. When the persecution comes, what we do hallelujah it's what we define and determine hallelujah if we're going to go on with god or we are going to be captured to receive the mark of the beast what we do you see when sometimes when trial comes when persecution comes because of the word many of us do it oh, i can take this again no, they never told me it's going to be like this. No, some, somebody lied to you. In this world, the Bible says you will have many tribulations. It says, but don't be afraid. I have already overcome the world. Everything the world represents, Jesus already overcome them. So tomorrow somebody comes and says, we charge you. Don't preach this gospel again. You are not allowed. Listen, and when they are tampering with your so-called right to preach and do i mean they claim everybody's got rights but today in america there are certain places you cannot preach i was still watching the brother a few days ago while they were about to preach in a particular city after they have received they've received they received permission to preach to do what they want to do the police came to harass them to stop them and you say it's a land of the free. Why is it that when it turns to the gospel, suddenly it's not allowed? You may say, well, but, but that's just America. No, we, we're okay here. No, no, it's coming here too. Somebody will challenge, they will tell you that you are infringing on their rights. What are you going to do? Are you going to continue when you know you're not breaking the law, you're not breaking human law, and you're not breaking the law of God. Are you gonna are you gonna go hide? That's why you see this message is important. You may not like it now, but one of these days, this you're gonna hear this thing. This thing are gonna be relevant to you. What am I doing? I'm preparing you, I'm building your spirit. Remember, we're also doing a series 
I'm building your spirit, training your spirit. Training your spirit begins, amen, in you making up your mind that you're not two-faced, that you're not two-sided. Choose this day whom you're going to serve. Choose this day, amen, on what ground you're going to stand. Some people don't know where they stand. They are always on the side of the popular. If it's popular on the left, I join the left. If it's popular on the right, well, I join the right. You can't do that with the things of God. In the things of God, you must have an opinion. <laughs> That's a revelation. In the things of God, you must have an opinion. If they tell you where well, you don't need to have an opinion, no, there's nothing like that. Because everything about life, amen, God has a mind. He has a standard. He has, amen, a value principle. He has a method of doing things. In the things of God, you must have an opinion. There's an opinion to how to, amen, raise your children. There's an opinion, amen, to how to marry. There's an opinion on how to, amen, to raise your family. There's an opinion to how to spend your money. Hallelujah. There's an opinion to how to make money. There's an opinion, hallelujah, to how to lead a nation. There's an opinion. There's an opinion, hallelujah, to how to stand in starting the ministry and bringing people into ministry. There's an opinion for that network. You can't do things by your own reason. That's why, amen, half of the scripture gives us something called, amen, wisdom. If we don't need wisdom, why will Jesus be defined to us as wisdom? The Bible says Jesus has become unto us wisdom, righteousness, and sanctification. Wisdom, hallelujah, is position. Why do we need the wisdom of God, amen? If God doesn't have an opinion, he should have just allowed us. Why will God place two trees in the midst of the garden and then there are other thorns, amen, of trees that they can eat of, amen? And he said, but of this one, you dare not. Because God has an opinion. There's an opinion to how I must live my life. And that's where every day you wake up, amen. You align your life to that opinion. The world has an opinion. So does God. <laughs> the creator of heaven and earth. And people who had walked, lived their life in the opinions of God. We saw how their life turned. We saw what they did for God. And those who have shunned the opinions of God, who have shunned his values, who have shunned his worldview, we saw how their life, amen, turned and how it's turning. So it's not something you have to love. You just need to believe it and accept it. God has an opinion for your life. <coughs> he has an opinion for your today and for your tomorrow. And if you want to have peace, ask him and align to that opinion. Wherever you see, amen, people contradicting the opinion of God, you have the choice to open your mouth and say, but that's wrong. Oh, you're going to be persecuted for that, but it doesn't matter. When you see something going in the wrong direction, people going the wrong direction, it's your responsibility as a follower of Christ to say, oh, but that's wrong, but that's not right. Regardless of their opinion, 
It's not the opinion of God that two women should live together, two men should live together. You don't have to believe it, but that's God's opinion. I don't even have to like it, but that is his opinion. And he's the creator. Regardless of what we say, how we say it, what we think, but that's his opinion. It's his opinion that justice, equity, and righteousness must be the foundation, amen, of nation building. That's his opinion. So when people, amen, corrupts the trust of men, corrupts, amen, the position that is given to them by men, they must, they must account for it and they must be jailed if they are found, amen, guilty. In a day where, amen, the idea of right and wrong it's been banished. I mean, we're heading for an implosion as a nation, as a society. They say, can the, can the clay or the, 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 the pot, amen, tell the potter how it wants to be shaped or formed? <laughs> In a day where we're saying to God, the things that you have made, is not correct. Now we have a better opinion. We have a better knowledge than the creator. We know better than him. We're heading for destruction. We don't have to accept it. We don't have to like it. But that is the truth. You see. I tell my children. What is right. I let them know what is right from what is wrong. Sometimes they don't have to like it. But I must tell them. Because that is why, amen, I've been placed in their life, over their life, to watch over them. I love my children, but I don't pamper them, particularly when I know that that thing is going to create something negative in the future. I tell them. That's love. That is love. Love is not hiding the truth from your children. Love, amen, is not hiding the truth from others. And leave them to continue in error. It's not love to see a member of your family doing something wrong. And you cannot tell them it's wrong. Because you don't want to hurt their feeling. You better hurt their feeling now. Than for them to hate you 10, 20 years time. Say, but you knew this thing. I've heard a lot of people say, but you know, when I was an unbeliever, I was doing my thing. I hardly find my Christian, you know, friends or people, Christians around me. Tell me, nobody tell me the truth. Nobody preach to me. Nobody tell me the truth. I'm just doing my own thing. I've heard people say things like this. And every time it, it, it aches my heart that how can you be around unbelievers, people who are doing something, and you just be quiet. You know why they're quiet? Because they were afraid of the opinions. They were afraid. Oh, yes, come on. It, the truth is getting hot, right? Yes. They're afraid. If you're still afraid to tell people, I'm not saying you should, you, should, you should shove the truth into people. I'm not saying you should force the truth into people. No, but people must know where you stand. But beyond knowing where you stand, when you are given an opportunity, amen, to, to express your opinion, you must let the people know, this is where I stand. I believe a lot of people around me, around me in this nation, as a married man, as a man of God, know where I stand regarding many things, if not all of 
all things. One way you know that you're a follower of Christ is when people know where you stand. I'm not going to fall, you know, few seconds be saying, oh, so what's my opinion around this? No, my opinion is clear because I don't have a personal opinion. My opinion aligns to what the word of God says. I stand for the truth. I stand by the truth. Do you know that Jesus died for an opinion? Do you know that when Jesus died on the cross, he died for something, amen, that the people that he came to die for rejected. Why? Amen. They knew that that is the truth. The, re- the difference is the way the truth came to them. It couldn't be this one. This couldn't be the Messiah. Jesus died on the cross just because, amen, of the opinion of the Pharisee. This cannot be our Messiah. They rejected the Lord of glory. Which I just read it in the book of Isaiah 53. Amen. They consider him smitten and stricken by God. Because our Messiah cannot be born in this, you know, poor community cannot be this kind. I mean, this cannot be the king of kings. He cannot be the lord of lords because they, they had, amen, you know, uh, they, their own idea, their preconceived idea of who a Messiah must be, how he must come. That's why many of us will miss the truth by an inch because of the wrong belief and the wrong opinion. The wrong, hallelujah, you know, perspective that we have imbibed. Yes. Our racist and, and, and biased, you know, prejudicial mindset will keep us outside of the realm of the things of God. Hmm. Amazing scripture. When Jesus saw the crowd, he went up to a mountain and sat down. That sitting down tells us something. He was in for a business. This is, this is business time, meaning that he wants to teach, he wants to instruct. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them. If there's anything today that must be restored to the body of Christ, is the ministry of the teaching priest. You see, when we have teachers, then our opinion will be clear, will be strong, will be firm, and we will not be afraid to declare it. One of the reasons why the church today is shallow is because, amen, there are a lot of preachers, but very few teachers. Oh, hallelujah. Just want to see how we're doing with time, okay? We're dealing with issues of engaging persecution. Persecution will arise for the word's sake. Persecution will arise because of you standing on an opinion. They say if you don't stand for something, you fall for everything. You fall for everything. As a man assisting in, in, our, in, in, in our work here, beautiful, wonderful brother in the Lord, highly principled man, people hate this man because he has an opinion on what is right and the nature of the days that we live in people hate you for having an opinion for having a stand no if you just leave things you don't have to push things you don't have to you know shelf things on people's throat you don't have to you know 
tell people what is right, particularly when you're dealing with the youths of today. They don't like you telling them what is right. They see it as, you know, you challenging them. They see it as you, you, you trying to get into their thing as if they have anything. And I've watched people in the community dislike this this elder in the community because he stands for something. And that's one of the reasons why I honor and I respect the man. A lot of people who call themselves elders, they have no opinion. You see people in the community who are elders. They're watching children wasting their life, living a wasted life, smoking their life away. I'm not talking about children smoking, you know, a cigarette. I'm talking about children smoking in their arms, smoking in all these ungodly things, into drugs, and they will walk past. Children who goes to steal things, they will buy it. And of course, they like people like that. Because he's the father of everybody. You cannot be a father of everybody if you start for, for, for Christ and truth. And to make matters worse, these are supposed to be Christians. You know, some of those children, when they give their life, when their eyes open, because that's what happens when you give your life to Christ, suddenly you get that eureka moment. Your eyes are open. Whoa. So, you mean you knew this thing all this while and you never told me? Oh, yeah. They were afraid of you. You see, when, when the Lord was raising Ezekiel, I love this. I love, I, I just love you, Lord, the way you're taking the direction. When the Lord raised Ezekiel, he said, I'm going to make your forehead strong. He says, don't be afraid of their face, even though I'm, I'm sending you among stiff-necked people People who refuse, who will refuse to hear. In fact, they will hit you. Have you been to a place where you are preaching and you are hit? Literally, they hit you. They give you a good one. I've been to places like that. Where you are preaching, you are watching your left, you are watching your right. Because you don't know who is going to come and hit you from the back. Back in the days where I do evangelism, I go to uh, the, the tough, the rough you know, areas of the community where they do drugs. You, you don't go there. <laughs> Prostitution is all over the place. They're doing drugs. I go there with my megaphone. <laughs> I was zealous on fire back in those days when I was, you know, when I thought God called me into the evangelistic ministry. I, I mean, I was everywhere with my megaphone. I bought a megaphone. I was everywhere. So for people who think this guy just grew up from somewhere, no. I can give you an history. History upon history. This is fire. Shut up in my bones. I preached in school. I preached till the, till the, till the principal in school knew me. I preached till teachers, amen. I mean, I got in trouble preaching the Bible, preaching the word of God. I told you. I preached in the, in the aircraft, in the airplane. We're traveling, taking a trip from, from Lagos to Jos, Nigeria. And thank God, I seized a moment. You see, many of us, a moment comes for us to declare the word of God, but we're still afraid. 
that period, I think uh, two weeks or a week, I can't remember if it's two weeks or a week before that period, you know, there was a, a plane crash. I knew everybody would be on the edge. <laughs> I knew most people would be afraid. What a time to declare the word of God. <laughs> Just before, amen, we took off. I was sitting between two, you know, uh, uh, it's a three-seater, so I was sitting between two uh, uh, brothers from America. I didn't even know, I didn't know even they were, if they were Christians or no Christians. But, you know, you know that kind of a feeling. I didn't want to do it, but something on the inside of me, I was just having this, you know, a, a, a challenge, a, a rumbling in my spirit, all kinds of things. I knew the Lord is like, if, if I open my mouth, the word will flow out. I couldn't keep it. It's like, it's like when Jeremiah said, your word is like fire, shut up in my bone. I mean, I was trying to be cute. I was trying to be cool. I think that was my first time of even taking an aircraft. Can you believe that? That was my very first time of taking an airplane. <laughs> and I'm saying to myself, how would you want to do such a thing? You must be crazy. I'm trying to still cover my mouth. But I couldn't just take it. I just opened my mouth. Good morning, everybody in this aircraft. I greet you. Good morning in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Well, before amen, we take this trip to just let us bow down and call on the name of Elion. You will just see the face of some people who are trying to be you know, cool and looking, looked at me. And suddenly, I start seeing, you know, the Muslim guys, they start removing their caps. I don't see everybody start bowing their head. And I start praying. Then suddenly, I got up. I preached <laughs> my fastest and most, you know, powerful message. Under 10 minutes, I was done. Or less than, I guess. And I sat down. And I'm watching what these two white guys beside me were going to say. <laughs> and they looked at me. And they just grabbed me by the neck. They said, thank you my brother in the Lord. I said, wow. They were missionaries. They talk about doing crazy things for God. They were missionaries. I end up spending two days with them in their mission work in you know just play to where I was you know, while I was you know going because I mean I grew up in just in the northern Nigeria and I've not been there for years so I decided I was just gonna take a trip you know just to see where you know our family house you know and uh, just look at the place just enjoy the place a beautiful place wanna check that place out amen on your google just just type just I grew up in Joss, Nigeria. Today, that place has been all, of course, some of the most powerful, you know, kingdom people are in Joss. But of course, that place has been ravaged by Boko Arams and all kinds of killings that have taken place in Joss. They've lost so many lives in the name of standing for God. Because that, that city just is a Christian city, but guess what? It's founded amen, in the very, you know, like in the very heart amen, of northern Nigeria. Of course, it's not northern Nigeria. It's between Middle Belt. It's between, you know, the south and the north. But that place, I mean, is on fire for God. Because there was a Christian movement in that, in, in, in that region. The Equas and all of that, you know, beautiful, beautiful people. Love them. I grew up in I grew up there. And I guess God wanted me to sow that seed up 
of prayer and just declare. And when I came, let's, guess what? When we, when we began to disembark, a lot of people walk up to me and just shook my hand. Say, thank you for your prayer. 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 It's a pleasure. You know, sometimes you don't know what God wants you to do. Why God placed you in your workplace. It may even just be to say a word of prayer for your boss. You'd never know. That's why it's important that we are led by the Spirit. Somebody is in dying for your prayer, but you don't know. You feel well, in place like this, you can't do things like this. Listen to what the Spirit is saying. Listen to what the Spirit is saying. You may just save the day. People can come to work and leave to go commit suicide. People can come to work and be, that day may be the day they decide, okay, I'm going to put in that divorce paper. And that's it. You never know what God is going to do. Oh, Jesus. You never know what God is going to do by your obedience. The Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice. Your obedience can change things like this, just like that. Some of you go through all kinds of struggle to connect with me. And I'm talking about connect with my spirit, connect with what God is doing. And yes. Because when you look at some, somebody from afar, sometimes the devil will tell you all kinds of things, will paint all kinds. No. So I salute many of you that decided, that finally decided, I'm going to connect with this man. I'm sure you don't regret it. See, when you, when you conclude from afar, you never really get to know the truth. Until you come close to people. And there are ways we can connect with people. There are ways we can connect with people, amen, that we can change their life. And we need to learn the act of connecting with people. We need to know what God is doing. We need to know how, amen, to interact with people. It's an act. We have to learn the act. Some people don't know how to connect with people. They don't know how to talk. They don't know how to relate. They don't know how how to step into. They don't know how to strike a conversation. They don't. Some will stone you with whatever they are trying to. So, you know, people. That's why I said yesterday, spirituality, some biblical spirituality, amen, does not excuse ignorance. A lot of ignorant people in the church. But their prayer is the loudest. Their hallelujah, amen, is the loudest. Their amen is the loudest, but they are as blind as a bat. Why? Because they don't want to learn. Their old ways. They are, they, are, they are settled in their old ways. There are dynamics to the things of God. There are operations to the things of God. There's a way God wants us to relate with everybody. We have to study the spirit, like the serpent, the Bible says, be, be as wise as a serpent, but be what? Armless as a dove. When the serpent, amen, stick the tongue out, it picks the climate, it picks the atmosphere. And it's through that that the serpent is able to make decision. 
means there's a brother. He keeps sending me his, his video that makes no sense. Me, me, I'm asking myself, why are you sending me this? I still told him yesterday, please, brother, don't send me these videos again. Because you don't understand. You're supposed to be a pastor, but you have no sense of the things of God, of the things of the Spirit. You are, you are locked in religion and you think you're serving God. So this morning again, I saw he send me one. You know what I did? I blocked him. Blocked him from Messenger. I didn't block him from Facebook. If you continue, I will block him on Facebook. People must learn. The things of God must be taught. And we must learn. Proximity should, should eliminate ignorance. If you're close to somebody wise, that should eliminate from your life ignorance. You cannot be ignorant around me. Thank you, Father. We need to grow. We need to develop. We need to mature. This is the day of maturity. And you have to push the ears of certain people to grow and mature. If they have a willing heart, they will. If they don't, they will, they will hit you. They will, they will fight you. And that's the end. Lord, we thank you. I'm going to stop here. I love where we stop here. Matthew 5, 1. We're going to pick it up tomorrow from here and continue. Amen. In Act 8. Remember? Act 8 is our main you know, reference. But we have to pick other reference to balance the nature of what God is speaking to us. Father, we thank you. We honor your name this morning. We glorify you for your word, for your ways, for your spirit. Thank you once again. We rejoice in this. We rejoice in you. We rejoice in your voice. We rejoice in your mind. We rejoice in the testimony of your, of your voice to us. Thank you, Father, for unveiling this new day unto us. We will journey with you. We will not be distracted. We celebrate you, God, this morning. As my brethren, oh God, wherever they connect him from this morning, afternoon, evening, wherever time zone, I pray, Spirit of God, let there be a shift in their heart, in their soul, in their mind. Let boldness, courage, confidence, faith rise in them, oh God. As they move further. This one life you've given to them, may they live it fully for you. Oh, may they live it fully for you. To the glory of your name. We bless you, O oh God. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. Let it come. Let your will be done in our lives. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for the richness of your word. May your word continue to grow rich and rich in us. May we guard this thing jealously like Mary did. Guard this word jealously in our heart with our heart, O oh God. We thank you, Lord, that we place premium price on the values of this prophetic utterance. We will run with it. We will not be ashamed. We will not be afraid. We are led by you. Lead us, Lion of Judah. Lead us. Bring us to the place we've never known before. Help us to enter. You've brought us out. We will not settle for the plain. Our eyes are set on the hill, the mountain of the Lord. We declare that we are the mountain of the Lord's house. 
we continue to raise the bar and the standard we proclaim oh god let the heavens be open as the cloud of your spirit gathers again as we look at the thick cloud we proclaim and we declare it's not a day of fear it's a day of the reign of your spirit let it rain oh god let it rain upon our patched land our dry land you said one you said to us you said break the fallow ground yes and sow to yourself seeds of righteousness because yes your rain is coming we thank you we honor you we glorify your name we press we press further let the deep continue to call to the deep. Let the deep continue to call to the deep. Let the deep continue to call to the deep. Let the deep continue to call to the deep. The deep calls to the deep. Like the noise of many waters. It's a day of newness. We proclaim it upon the land, upon the nation. We proclaim newness. A new generation of kingdom apostolic company. A new generation of ecclesia emerge. Like the days of Methuselah. Asian men and women rising up with Asian truths. Relevant to this new day. As we break barrier into the next frontier. Oh Father we thank you. Not by might. Not by power. The zeal of the Lord shall perform it. The zeal of the Lord shall perform it. Break the seal of your word. Open our eyes. To the revelation of your mind. Bring us in. That we may sit with you. We want to dine with you. We want to eat with you. We want to eat yes. Of the fruit of the tree of life. We want to be life givers. Streams of life we are. That through our life. The revelation of your glory. Shall cover the earth. As the water covers the sea. The day of the Lord. The day of his might. The day of his power. The day of his glory. Hallelujah. Thank you so very much everyone for joining this morning. We want to bless the Lord once again for truth that has prevailed. And truth will always prevail. No matter what the enemy does. The ungodly, perverted, wicked system. Infusing society with ungodly culture will not prevail. The kings of the earth might gather. They may gather, they may stand against the Lord and his anointed, but they are scattering. The word of the Lord has gone forth. It cannot be stopped. The things of God will be manifest. Hallelujah. Thank you so very much once again this morning, everyone. Appreciate your connection. Thank you, Sister Tina. Thank you. God bless you, Sister Kumisa. Everyone that has joined us this morning, we appreciate it. Please join. Please like, amen, our uh, YouTube uh, uh, page, Facebook page. Let somebody know about what God is doing. Leave a comment there. You know, like it. Share it. Just be a blessing to somebody. I can assure you this word will change somebody's life. Thank you. God bless you. We'll see you again hopefully today or tomorrow. God bless you. Bye-bye.